that lets you save the look here. True form life. Green look on Welcome to Exploring Mind and Body with Drew Tadia. Drew is an expert in nutrition, fitness, lifestyle, and more. And he wants to help you live a healthier, longer, and more active life. Now here's your host, Drew Tadia. All right, welcome to another edition of Exploring Mind and Body. As always, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for coming in to see what we have going on and being a part of our True Form Life community. Now, this is another live interview. I put this together with Blaine Penny, and this is really just open and raw and uncut. And I asked Blaine to come on because... He's going to be doing big things for the Calgary Marathon. He's done some amazing fundraising and all kinds of things for mitochondrial disease, which his son is diagnosed with. So we're going to talk about that in this interview. We're going to talk about their Guinness Book of World Records of what they've broken last year and what they're going to break this year as well. So that's super exciting. And again, Blaine's such a great guy. I just wanted to bring him on, help raise awareness to what he's doing and how he's doing it. I just think it's incredible and I love every part of it. So again, this is live on Facebook. If you want more details, if you want to visit us live, just head over to facebook.com slash trueformlife. I'm going to put these together more often now and I'll also share them here. But if you want to go on and ask questions live or if you want to tune in and actually watch us, you can do that as well. So anyways, that's what we have coming up. Sit back and enjoy. We got all that coming up on... This is Exploring Mind and Body. Naturally improve your lifestyle one show at a time with your host, Drew Tadia. All right, we're live with Blaine Penny. Thanks so much for joining us this morning, Blaine. All right, thanks for uh, having me. So today we're, we got some exciting news coming up, and it's coming up quick. So <laughs> I wanted you to get on here and share with our audience what you have going on. Blaine, tell us what's coming up this weekend first before we get into uh, more details. Yeah, well, we're uh, the Calgary Marathon's coming up this weekend, so it's an exciting weekend for the city as a whole. But uh, in particular, uh, there's going to be a group of 100 and something, hopefully close to 150 of us linking ourselves together. Uh, literally tethered together to run a marathon uh, to raise awareness for mitochondrial disease and support the MitoCanada charity. So what is, what is mitochondrial disease? Mitochondrial disease is a genetic disease that affects the body's ability to produce energy. So essentially what it does is uh, for people who have this disease, uh, they cannot process uh, the, the, the food that they eat and break it down at the cellular level for our cells to use properly. And when that mitochondria becomes dysfunctional, you know, the cell becomes dysfunctional. If enough of those cells are impacted, it can, can have significantly impact uh, a person's health. Okay, and then you have a personal experience with that? I do, I do. Yeah, unfortunately, when, when my son was about four years old, uh, he, he literally woke up one morning with a sore stomach, uh, took him to the hospital. We thought he had appendicitis, and we removed his his appendix, and and uh, his appendix actually was fine, but that, but Evan wasn't, and didn't wake up from that surgery, and he, you know, you know, suffered a, a severe brain injury, and it has been a long journey and an odyssey to to understand what happened to Evan, but it took a year to get a diagnosis of mitochondrial disease, and to be honest, since then we've we've still been trying to do additional genetic testing to fully understand, you know, the which mutation that that was, and and what that severity of that impact is uh, on, on Evan's uh, on, on Evan's system. And so the day-to-day 
uh, struggles, I suppose, of un- unclear answers, or I suppose there's more. You guys have been you've been doing this for years and have been able to find more answers or raise awareness around it. What was that like? Kind of being like, what is this? We have no idea what's going on. To at least having a better idea now. Yeah, let's just say it's been a, a long road, as one can imagine. Um, you know, on one hand, you know there, you know the, uh, you know the piece of of not knowing what is exactly wrong with Evan is is challenging. Uh, I think everybody who has an illness would like to have a. Um, you know, have a label on that. Um, so, I mean, that, that, that's hard, but we're, we're fairly confident in terms of what Evan's diagnosis is. And, and unfortunately there are very minimal treatments and we are basically pursuing those treatments that are available today for, for someone like Evan with mitochondrial disease. Um, but then there's the other piece of, you know, because of his underlying disease, Evan suffered a severe brain injury um, so even if we were to correct his disease tomorrow, he's left with with those impairments. So there's that day to day living of trying to uh, care for Evan and and provide the quality of life that that he deserves and that we can maximize for him. I mean, he's he's a spastic quadriplegic today as a result of that that brain injury. He uh, he's tube fed. He he's nonverbal. Uh, he suffers from a lot of chronic pain. Uh, he's had a good year the past year. We've, we've had a number of surgeries that we've, we've corrected some things. Uh, but but those are the day-to-day challenges that we face for Evan. He's a growing lad. He's 13 years old now. And uh, being bound in a wheelchair and and for someone like Evan that's uh, suffered the, the brain injury that he's had, it, it affects his motor skills. And he's got... Uh, He's, he's got high tone and spasticity that's resulted in you know, pretty poor scoliosis. So even for Evan, just sitting and being comfortable is a, is a big issue. How do you communicate with him? Uh, we talk to him like a, a normal person. We, you know, we're, we're very convinced that the, the part of the brain that's impacted is, is more the motor skills. So it's around movement and speech, that type of thing. But, you know, cognitively, we're, we're pretty confident that Evan can fully understand the world around him and, hear and understand what we say, you know, what people say to him. Uh, and he certainly responds to that. You know, you walk in the room and his eyes will light up and you read him a story. If something's funny, he'll, he will laugh. So, uh, that, that, uh, that, that makes me smile. And that, uh, gives me hope that there's more we can do to hopefully unlock a better communication with Evan in the future. And, and, and that would be a massive improvement of quality of life for him. And how does he communicate with you? Like how, let's for, for example, like how would you know he was in pain? You know, he, he would wince and cry if, if he's in pain. Yeah. Okay. So I suppose on a lighter subject, you guys are doing quite a bit of things around mitochondrial disease. You've raised the tons of money. You guys have been doing all kinds of Guinness book world records, for example. That was so cool. Like I was there last year to witness the some of the things that you guys were doing and it's and it's unbelievable. Tell us what you've done in the past and then what you're going to be what you have planned here. Yeah, uh, absolutely. So, I mean, that's the other piece with with all of this, right? I mean, there's there's what you, you know, that's out of your control and then there's what's in your control. So, you know, the piece for me and my my passion around you know Mito Canada has been that that piece as a parent where you feel helpless, you can't do more, and Mito can't. Canada's kind of provided that channel to um, inspire in ourselves, I guess, that there is a future and that there's hope. And 
And as a big part of that, we've used sport as a platform to raise awareness uh, and, and to fundraise for, for Mito Canada. So back in 2013, uh, we, we had an idea around attempting the Guinness World Record by linking 10 people together and doing a speed record as a great way to raise awareness for mitochondrial disease. And lo and behold, we raised uh, over $100,000 and we got a Guinness World Record and got some fantastic press out of that. And, and that just sort of planted the seed to many other Guinness World Record attempts and and uh, and other people coming forward saying, hey, we would love to attempt a Guinness World Record uh, under the Mito Canada banner. And Dave Proctor, who you know fairly well and uh, that had on the show, uh, spearheaded six Guinness World Records last year at the Calgary Marathon Expo on treadmills and, and just took it to a whole new level, uh, which was a fantastic spectacle if, if you if you were to happen to see that, which, you know, I, I know you were there last year. So that was amazing. And then we looked at coming up this year, uh, what could we do that's unique? And with Canada's 150th, we couldn't but help ourselves trying to tie in a theme of 150. So so what we thought, uh, you know, we could do is – and and. I've been wanting to do more of, to be honest, is how do we draw in a larger group of people to participate into something? So a record of the most linked marathoners to complete a marathon was a natural fit by trying to link 150 people together. So, uh, so I'm not sure if I lost your audio there. So you, yeah. so you want to, you want to link 150 people this year and last year you guys did 10. So, so yeah, the record in 2013 was 10, 10 guys linked together uh, and, and doing a speed record. So that was the fastest marathon by link team, whereas this one is more about the numbers. Uh, so this year we want to do 150 people linked together and the, the records for the most runners linked to complete a marathon. And then also, actually, we've got a, a, a team of 10 women who are going to go after a women's speed record. So they're, they're going to try and repeat what we did in 2013 uh, in, in the uh, – for the for the women's record, so uh, we're actually going to have two Guinness World Records that we're chasing this uh, on this Sunday. That's awesome. So, and you guys have raised quite a bit of money around this as well. Absolutely, it's uh, it's pretty cool uh, when you're coming into an event like this, and you 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 pour months and months of uh, effort into laying the groundwork to get people engaged, uh, signed up, and registered uh, to participate and then the last week or two it, it just the momentum just really takes over so yeah like literally in the last uh last day we've raised uh close to twenty thousand dollars rolled in the last couple of days and we've i think we're up to one hundred seventeen thousand dollars that we've raised uh combined with the the women's team and, and the link team and, and other uh, other fundraisers with mito cannabis this is huge <laughs> wow that's crazy yeah. now that money goes to research for mitochondrial disease uh, absolutely, uh, research and uh, it'll go and support the overall mandate of Mitocana, which is which is raising awareness about the cause uh, and the disease, obviously, uh, and providing support for families and, and patients that are affected, and and also supporting research as well. So, how many runners do you guys have for? You want to link a hundred? Was it one hundred and fifty runners for Canada's or the one hundred fiftieth birthday? Yep. So the goal is 150. We're, we're sitting at somewhere between 110 and 115 right now. We've, we've had a lot of people drop out. Uh, as you know, running can be pretty harsh on the body. And so lots of injuries. I'd say we've had 40, 50 people drop due to injuries or, or life happening, uh, which is to be expected. You know, you're going to have a lot of dropouts, but uh, we've, got, we've got some people still coming forward. So we're still recruiting. There's still time for people to get involved. If they're already signed up for the marathon, and looking to be inspired by a greater cause, we'd uh, we'd love to chat with you to see if you're you're interested to join us. 
So you're still looking for runners. Now, what type of yeah. – this is the full marathon, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Only laughing because someone from, like myself, I'm like, a marathon? <laughs> Maybe – could I I'd join if it was like the 5K, 10K? <laughs> so this is yeah. the full marathon linked it's together a- with 100-plus people. Yeah, absolutely. So can, can you explain that to someone like, I don't know, myself that yeah. has a hard time uh, comprehending? So you're actually chained together and you're going to be running this, you know, marathon. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, yeah, it's it's going to be hard to hard to picture here. But basically, uh, the way we've decided to configure ourselves to give us the most likely chance of success and, and not tripping up in, in each other is we're literally tethering ourselves together with uh, with surgical tubing. So we're all going to be connected to this massive uh, uh, grid of, of surgical tubing. And we've organized ourselves kind of in pods of 15. So we're going to be three runners wide by five deep in each pod. And then each pod is separated by about three meters. And each of the runners is separated by about 1.4, <clears throat> excuse me, 1.4 meters. And uh, so we're, we're kind of like this giant train if you were to think of you know uh train cars uh but an elastic train so uh if you think about the the amount of uh delayed reaction in in terms of starting uh, from end to end this whole train is going to be about probably 70 meters long uh so starting and stopping this train is extremely challenging so by having the different pods that provides more flexibility or you know this this train is like a big spring essentially so uh, we need to be able to communicate across that that train from end to end. So we're going to have radios as well, so we can you know get on the radio and, and communicate down the line to let people know uh, that we have a stop coming up, or if there's something on the road and we need to to, to veer left or veer right, or we have a hairpin turn. Uh, you know, it's just you know to be honest, is it's this whole piece of logistics uh, going to the washroom is a is a massive uh, massive challenge, but <laughs> it makes it kind of fun, you know. <laughs> and then yeah, the full marathon, forty two kilometers, is is quite the uh, it's gonna be quite the experience. And what's the most people that you guys have had together as a practice run? We have had a little over. Uh, about 35 people together so far in in the biggest practice run. So yeah, we won't have had everybody together until race day. So that's the other piece where we've we've tried to do our best to communicate with people. Uh, we've created an animated video of some of the most challenging components of this, so that people can at least have a sense of what uh, what what they're going to experience uh, and and minimize the surprises i guess on on race day so that it, it improves their likelihood of success so you guys have uh, these, these hundreds of people how are you gonna or sorry not hundreds but a hundred plus people how are you gonna get everyone to stop or communicate you said radios is everyone gonna have a radio or yeah what does that look like so yeah so each so we'll have we'll likely have about eight pods of runners and each pod has a designated leader at the front of the pod and they will have a radio so the protocol will be, you know, as uh, and we're going to have uh, <laughs> this is kind of fun part, too. So uh, we're going to have outriders on bikes who are riding ahead and giving us a heads up if there's anything on the road, if there's a, a road car that came onto the course and blocks the course or if the spectators in the way uh, or other runners, they'll they'll you know, they'll be trying to create a path for us to come through. So they'll radio back to us if there's an issue. And then 
we will verbally communicate that within the pod of, hey, okay, someone has a cramp and we've got to, we've got to stop. So, you know, we'll, we'll put the brakes on. So it, it just, it just allows us to, to do that much quicker with, with that communication. So what happens if someone has to go to the bathroom, if someone has to, has an injury or a cramp, the whole train stops? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And this, you just nailed the biggest challenge that we have in this whole thing. So Guinness has stipulated uh, in order for us to be successful with this record, everybody who starts has to finish as well. If anyone becomes delinked during the whole, uh, the whole run, then the record uh, is, is null and void. So, so this is some pretty strict guidelines. So what we've done is we've, we've got three aid stations set up uh, along the way for pre-planned bathroom breaks and nutrition stops. So basically uh, every hour and a half, uh, or 12K, 25K, and 36K will be stopping for about 10 to 15 minutes to allow everyone to go to the washroom, grab some uh, you know, fuel, like hydration and food, get back on the link, and, and then start running again. So hopefully people, if they have to go, they can hold it until we get to those points. <laughs> but if not, uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so you're allowed to... On link at the stop stations, Guinness yeah. allows this. Yes, they do. Yes, and we, we, we had to clarify that with the yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know, it was kind of funny. But before we we did get that approval from Guinness, where we were joking around about how uh, you know how how hilarious that would be to watch someone you know with the you know with the tubing attached <laughs> to them you know pull out you know get into that porta potty so they can use the washroom and then you know <laughs> elastic back to, to everyone else <laughs> anyway but yeah we've got a little little bit of a little bit of slack there yeah and what is the what what would you say prerequisite to someone that i mean first of all that's a quite a bit of pressure i'd say <laughs> because yeah. if one person doesn't get through it it's kind of over right yeah, no, no one wants to be the the weakest link. That's for sure. <laughs> so, what's the prerequisites to joining, or, or what? Maybe what would you recommend? Because you're still looking for runners, and hopefully, there's yeah. people watching, thinking about it. What, what do you think about that? So, there's there's two two main prerequisites for it. One is, I mean, this is not a speed record, so we have uh, essentially six and a half hours to to run the marathon. So, it's not a fast marathon. So. The, the first criteria is people need to be able to comfortably run a five-hour marathon. Uh, so our running time will be about five hours, and then we're factoring in 45 minutes for breaks and then another 45 minutes for the unknown. And then secondly is, I mean, this is about charity. and This is about raising awareness for mitochondrial disease. Uh, and the Guinness World Record is, is really just a, an avenue to do that. So, so really we want people to just be a, a champion for the cause and, and help raise funds, do their, do their best to, to raise funds. And we set a goal of 150000 uh, and, and hoping to challenge people to, uh, on average, be able to raise $1,000 each. So they just got to be able to commit to, to do their best effort to fundraise. And then, well, now that it's so close, are you still accepting people? It'd probably be difficult to raise that type of money and, I don't know, and jump in right here at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Well, actually the, uh, yeah. And we realize it's a short order bef before the run to raise that amount of money, but actually they, they keep the, the Calgary marathon keeps the charity challenge, uh, open for another few weeks into mid, mid to late June. So it allows people to follow up after the event as well, uh, and to solicit donations. So, 
you know, if anyone's thinking about joining us and are worried about that component, uh, there's plenty of time to do the fundraising even after the run. And, uh, uh, you know, if we get a Guinness World Record, uh, it's a great way to, uh, to encourage people to, you know, to, to, to support the cause after, after the race as well. And what kind of pace are you guys running at for your, you say it's not a speed record. What kind of pace are you guys going to be running at throughout the marathon? It, it'll be it'll be an, an even pace of seven minutes per kilometer, uh, and that that equates to about a five hour marathon. So our moving time should be uh, should be about five hours, assuming all goes well. That's yes, that's reasonable, isn't it? Yep. I, what, I about so. those... <laughs> well, what, what about those? But for five K runners, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> and what about those types of people that? aren't used to running maybe that slow because that could be a challenge as well isn't mm-hmm. yep. so yeah and 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 people have uh yeah have voiced that as well uh, you know i you know i i think we'll get into a groove uh, for sure for some people it, it's going to be it's going to be a bit awkward i think for the first probably hour or two but i think once we get moving at that pace and everybody kind of gets into a rhythm uh, that will settle into it and it'll become much, much more comfortable. But yeah, to, to your point, when people are used to running at a faster pace, it can be a bit awkward for sure running that slow. So if people want to, are interested or they want to sign up or join or want more details, what can they do? They should go to our, our website that we've set up at www.mitolinked150.run. And all the information is on the site there um, in terms of, of how they join. Uh, and also we're looking for volunteers as well. So there's a, a place on there for volunteers to, to, to sign up and support us. We're going to have over 90 volunteers out there on course uh, helping us uh, be successful on, on Sunday. So, and if they're looking for, if, if someone wants to volunteer, if they want to be a part of this, they can go to the same website and... Yep. Uh, yeah, yeah. Just, cl- just click the volunteer button on there and and all the information will be there for the different uh, locations that we're looking for for uh, volunteers and at what time they're, they're required. Okay. Fantastic, Blaine. Well, thank yeah. you so much for coming on and sharing with us. I hope it goes well. I look forward to seeing you this weekend and I wish you guys all the best. All right. Well, thank you. And I really appreciate you helping us tell the story. You betcha. Okay. See you, Drew. I just cut off. Are you there? Yep, still here, yeah. I just cut off the live feed. We should be good. The sun, I think the All sun right. started to go down, so I was like becoming darker and darker. <laughs> oh, Anyways, That's okay, funny. I know you got I know you got somewhere to go. Thanks, Blaine. I appreciate it. Um yeah, thank you, Drew. I like your like your hair, by the way. <laughs> I appreciate that. That's Is it awesome. a good running? Aerodynamic. <laughs> All right, that's going to wrap things up for this edition of Exploring Mind and Body. I left that last clip in there. I thought I had my feed cut off. It's kind of new to me, this whole Facebook Live thing. It's it's super fun, and I think it's a cool way to bring content to you guys, those people that are checking us out and seeing what's going on. So anyways, I had the my video. I got this new camera, this new HD camera that I wanted to be better quality. I like to do offer better quality if I'm going to do things like this. So I got this new camera, and it's super sensitive. So <laughs> throughout the interview, it when the sun would go down behind the cloud, I would get a little bit darker. So that's what Blaine and I were talking about at the end there. And then he also complimented my mohawk, which is very cool. It seems like most places I go, people are like, hey, nice mohawk. 
<laughs> which is kind of funny because when I first had it, it was, I've had it for like a year now or longer, and I, it was kind of a joke. I was like, hey, I'm going to have a, get a mohawk, and it was just a joke, and it turned out to be something I enjoy. <laughs> It's something I'm talking about now. So anyways, I hope you enjoy that. If you're around Calgary or if you're around anywhere, I suppose just raising awareness around mitochondrial disease in in general is a good thing. And I just wanted to bring that up, bring that awareness up. We did a past show with Blaine. So you can search that in the archives on mitochondrial disease. That gets more into detail of Blaine's story, what he deals with on a regular basis, and then the you know his son as well, all kinds of things in that interview. So if you would like to check that out, just head over to exploringmindandbody.com where all the past shows are. And again, we're at facebook.com slash trueformlife. We're, we're doing these excuse me, slash true form life. I'm getting a little excited here. We do these a couple times a week now, and uh, I'll share them on as a podcast once in a while too to to draw awareness to you guys as well, to our podcast community. So thank you so much for being here. If you want more details as to what we have going on, head over to trueformlife.com. That's where we do our meal planning, our fitness routines, all body weight exercises, and other cool stuff. We write blog posts. We do recipes on a regular basis. So that's kind of our hub. If you want to find us on social media, if you want to find out more things that we do, it all goes up on trueformlife.com. So I'm going to leave you with that. Once again, thank you so much for being here. That's it. That's all I got. I'm out of here. As always, I'm your host, Drew Tadia, in health and fitness for a better world. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Exploring Mind and Body with True Form Life's Drew Tadia, fitness expert. To find out more about the show, Drew Tadia, or to listen to past shows, visit exploringmindandbody.com.